Welcome to episode 15 of That Teacher Podcast. In this episode, we continue to look at the I do, we do, you do protocol. And in this episode, we unpack the we do. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of That Teacher Podcast. It's great to have your company again. And today we are unpacking uh, another section of the I do, we do, you do protocol. And today's episode focuses on the we do phase of the I do, we do, you do uh, protocol. And today we've got a, another opportunity to speak with Amanda Pete, who is a great friend and colleague at the school that we both teach at. Um, she is also a teacher coach and we work together coaching teachers around our school. Um, and today we're going to talk about the we do. So Amanda, uh, the we do uh, is such an important, You, we were saying earlier before the show that this is probably the most crucial uh, element of the I do, we do, you do uh, method of teaching. Um, and I think that's because this is the, the part where we as teachers really get an understanding of what the students have learnt from our I do and whether or not they're ready to do a, a you do as well. And so it's so important that as teachers we engage in this process of we do very, very closely to make sure that we don't let students go and do a, an activity on their own, ill-equipped and unable to, um, but also that we uh, make sure that there is ample opportunity for them to see and to practice how to actually put in the methods that we've talked about in the I do, so getting opportunities to do that. Yeah, Josh, you are absolutely right. The we do is the crucial part of the lesson where the students get to practice slowly under your scaffolded instruction. I, I just love this part of the lesson. And as I was chatting to you before, it's something that I didn't used to do. And it's a new skill that I've learned. And it has revolutionized the way I teach because I'm getting so much checking for understanding when I have a we do in the lesson. Yeah, absolutely, Amanda. It's so true what you're saying there. And I think for those who are listening, another thing to remember that's so important, when we talk about I do, we do, you do as a model for teaching, uh, we're, t- we're talking about it as a model for teaching new content or new skills. And so it's not how we always teach. It's not every lesson there's going to be an I do, we do, you do. But it's when you are at a point where you're having to teach something that is brand new to the students. Start with an I do where the teacher is showing their understanding, showing their method, uh, showing their thinking and modelling, and then we move to a we do uh, so that the students have the opportunity to start doing that with you so that you can then get some uh, a bit of an idea of where they're at with their understanding. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Josh, and it's important to remember that an I do, we do, you do doesn't necessarily have to stick to those that order, it can be fluid. So we can have an I do followed by a we do. And then when the teacher realizes that the students aren't quite getting it when they're checking for understanding, you don't have to automatically go to the you do. You can just jump back to the I do and quickly re-explain or re-teach. And that's the beauty of it. It's very fluid. So you could have a lesson where it looks like it's an I do followed by a we do back to an I do back to a we do and then to the you do. It's also helpful to think about the time frame of a we do, Josh. And generally speaking, a we do should probably take the bulk of a lesson. 
Now that's taking into account the fact that if the content is easy, it would be a bit shorter, or if the content is hard, it will be a bit longer. But generally speaking, the I do is a short, sharp, punchy introduction by the teacher where they're modeling the skill. And then the we do is the consolidation part where the students are practicing making errors, making mistakes, um, getting it right, and going back and they're really wrestling with the new content. And this can take a while, and that's a really good thing. Yeah, Amanda, that is key. One of the things that this show is all about is making great teachers and great teachers don't just follow a script. They're not robots that go, I'm going to do my I do, then I'm going to do my we do, and then no matter what, we're doing a you do. Uh, a good teacher is going to do their I do and then the we do is so crucial, as we said earlier, it's so crucial because a good teacher is going to make a decision as to where the students are at. And a good teacher may go back to the I do again in order to ensure that the students actually understand the content. A poor teacher is going to ignore all of the signs in the we do that the students don't have it. And yet they're just going to say, well, let's just go on with the activity now, which is such a silly idea because you're sending students out to, to fail. And we never want to do that as teachers. It's not what we signed up for. We want student success. We want students to feel confident in their learning. So, Amanda, when it comes to we do, I guess, for our listeners, um, strategies, what, what does it look like? How do we do an, an awesome we do in the classroom? Yeah, sure. Well, Josh, I'd say the number one key in a we do, in an effective we do, is to have every student engaged in the process in one way or another. So we're looking for students to be actively participating and demonstrating if they can or can't do whatever the skill is that's just been taught in the I do. So ways to do that could be individual whiteboards uh, where uh, the teacher poses a question that they've just kind of taught in the I do and the students have a go under the scaffold instruction of the teacher. Um, so those individual whiteboards or show me apps on the iPads, things like that are a fantastic way for the students to participate in the we do and just start to have a go at doing this. Another way that uh, is really effective is for the teacher to ask questions of the whole class and to elicit responses from the students to hear if the students understand or not. Um, I personally love Think, Pair, Share as a really great strategy. So the teacher's just taught something in the I do and then says to the students, okay, turn to your partner and tell them the three things that you've just learnt that I've just taught and the students then pair share that together and then the teacher can get feedback to see if those students have grasped the content or there's some gaps that they need to, the teacher might need to reteach. Yeah, such, it's so simple, isn't it, really? It's just, yeah. it's ways that you are getting feedback from the students that they've listened in the I do and they've understood the I do. I know as a, as a PE teacher, uh, one of the things that I would get my students to do is in the I do, I demonstrate a skill, a physical demonstration of a PE skill. It might be how to do a volleyball spike. Um, and I break it down for them to show the different uh, elements of that to do it successfully. And then I go to a we do, which is where I get the students up on their feet and I get them to show me step one, step two, step three, what is your body positioning looking like? And then I'm scanning across the room and I'm able to see which students have it, which students don't. And the general rule around here is if 80% of the students have it, you can move on. But if there's um, 20% or more that don't have the skill down packed or the, the knowledge that you've just taught down packed, the content, then we need to go back and reteach. 
And so even just physical demonstration is, is a great way of doing that. Um, you know, having brainstorms, group discussions is a great way of also doing we do uh, as well. And so I, I think we do is one of those things where you've just got to get creative as a teacher. Think about your subject. Think about the content. It's very content specific. It's very subject specific how you're going to elicit feedback from your students to know whether or not you can move on, whereby they are now, they're all good to go and do an activity by themselves. Yeah, I, I just love the we do because it's the opportunity for the teacher to gradually reduce the scaffold that they've set in place to help the students achieve success. So at the start of the we do, Josh, the teacher is giving all the prompts and little cues and scaffolds to support the students as they're practicing a new skill for the very first time. But as they develop confidence and mastery with practicing this under your instruction, in the we do it gradually, the teacher can reduce that scaffold and step back more and more and give the students more autonomy in the decisions that they're making. And um, by the end of the we do, the teachers step right back and the students are responsible for their learning. Yeah, that's so true, Amanda. Uh, and I think just even as we're doing this podcast, we've been um, wrestling with this a little bit, this whole, you know, we do and, and kind of mixing it with success criteria. And we actually came to the point where we realised that uh, the success criteria should actually be what the students are able to demonstrate or achieve by the end of the we do. And so one of the things that we may even have learnt by doing this podcast is that um, our success criteria should be attached to the we do rather than, you know, the, the you do even because the you do is actually consolidation of what the students have learnt and been able to demonstrate their understanding of in the we do. So even as we do this podcast, we are learning. Uh, it's uh, one of the, the mantras around here uh, at our school is that we are lifelong learners we never stop thinking, we never stop learning, we never stop growing. Um, and even doing this podcast together, just we start to wrestle with these things and we start to realise a few things and it's really helping our, our pedagogy and, and the teachers here at our school. Well, Amanda, it has been a pleasure to sit down with you and talk about all things we do. Uh, and uh, hopefully for those who are listening at home, it's been helpful as you consider um, how you teach and how you can elicit greater learning outcomes from your students because that is what that teacher podcast is all about and so it would be awesome if you decided to share any of our episodes with your teacher colleagues and also join us uh, on facebook we have a that teacher podcast facebook page and a that teacher podcast facebook group Um, you can also share the episodes via apple podcasts and subscribe through apple podcasts so that you never miss an episode We want to thank you for joining us again today and until next time, it's bye for now.